You killed the wrong person. Oh, you're crazy. You murdered an innocent oh, man. You're like a broken record. Yeah, yeah and you're a around. damn fool. Edward didn't kill Molly. Oh, yeah? Then who did? He wasn't even driving the car. Well, he wasn't driving itself, was he? His son Steve was driving it, damn you! What are you talking about? He was looking for drugs. He knew a diplomatic car wouldn't be searched. The only thing the man you murdered was guilty of was protecting his son. That little puke killed my Molly. His father's dead. The family's repaid his debt. Not good enough. Oh, it has to be, mate. Because if you go after Steve, I have to come after you. Now, granted, you'll try. Nothing else you could do, no one else you could be. That's your code, McLeod. But I've got a code of my own. It's been hammered out recently. Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch Podcast, where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. And welcome to Season 6, Episode 4, Diplomatic Immunity. Diplomatic Immunity. My favorite kind of immunity, besides immunity to viruses in this time of the coronavirus. That would be a good thing to have in these dark times before we hop into episode four we're gonna play another round of the highlander catalog game the way the game works is i'm gonna read a description out of the highlander catalog this week we are doing the 1997 10th anniversary highlander catalog i'm gonna read a description kyle and Eamon are gonna guess the retail price based on that description if they get closest they get an extra bonus point in the game and gain my respect for the rest of the episode but no more after that i mean we've always learned that respect is optional that's right and if they don't guess within 20 percent of the actual retail price i get their point yay today we're going to be reading item number 357r the golf ball holder last week we did the golfer's tool this week it is golf ball holder Holds the balls. Holds like the hand, balls. Like or a bag. Or a pocket. Or a box. Or a... Ten bag. You guys ready? Any number of containers, I suppose. Let's do it. Clip this unique crocodile-style leather golf ball <laughs> it's back. and tee holder on your belt or golf bag and keep your Highlander golf balls and tees included handy during those rounds of golf in the Highlands of Scotland. Terrific gift! Exclamation point. Terrific gift. So the other one was not a terrific gift. No, that not was according a to this. Gift. So this looks this like is where the action. I is. can try to hold this up a little bit here. Here it is, guys. Wow. There is the golf ball holder. It's, does it only hold one? I a think it's like ball. tubular. I guess it was. It holds three. I think that yeah. seems more sane than mm-hmm. buying a container to hold one nut. Yes, and we're also uh, going to talk about the Highlander golf balls. Just to know they are on this page as well, so you're going to guess both of these things. There's no description for the golf balls. They're yeah, golf they're balls. just they're golf balls. Which I'm shocked that they breathtaking craftsmanship produces this dimpled golf ball. Kyle, what do you think the golf ball holder might go for? The golf ball. All right, so the the other golf related product we did last week was what 59 69 69.99 so i'm gonna guess that this is half that price at 35 dollars or 34.99 amen how much do you venture this might be i'll say 40 bucks 40 bucks Ooh, we're, we're tightly grouped here we're tightly grouped. Wait, kyle you said 34 
four ninety nine. We're either both very close or we're gonna get laughed out. I believe you are the winner, Kyle. The actual retail price is twenty nine dollars. Twenty nine dollars. Okay. Okay. Right. And how much do you think the balls are? Three Highlander balls. Uh, I'm gonna guess they charge three dollars a ball, so like nine ninety nine or so. Amen. I'll say fourteen ninety nine. All right, Kyle, you win again. It is how much did you say, Kyle? Nine ninety nine. Oh, actually, you lose. I get the point. Oh. It's seven ninety five. You're close. No cigar. <laughs> Too bad. But uh, how much do you think any of these would cost today? So the first one was twenty nine dollars. How much would you pay for a golf ball holder? I mean, I would pay zero. But <laughs> zero. That's the answer. It's zero. <laughs> If I was forced to, uh, I don't know, uh, 60 bucks? 60 bucks? They, $47. Wow. Wowzers. Kyle, how much do you think golf balls cost? Uh, I'm going to guess the golf balls are like $14. They would today cost $13. How much would you pay for golf balls today? As a non-golfer, I would pay nothing as well. <laughs> well, they are $12 on Amazon for a pack of 12 Wow. $1 a piece. Yeah, there you go. Not a bad deal. Yeah. So there you go. So those are the golfing things in the Highlander catalog. There's a whole lot of golfing stuff in this catalog. Well, there's a lot. This is a surprising amount of golf in Highlander. A whole episode about golfing, basically. That's true. The stoon of skoon. The stew to stewed. The stew to jew. The rural juror. So this week we're going to be talking about season six, episode four, Diplomatic Immunity. This first aired October 26, 1997. Uh, this was directed by Richard Martin. This is his fifth of nine episodes. He previously did Valkyrie, Duende, Stone of Schoon, and Armageddon. This was written by Jim Thorpe, who also wrote the last episode, which is also surprising. Usually you don't write two episodes in a row, but who knows? Uh, this is his fifth of eight Highlander episodes. He previously did Money No Object, The Valkyrie, Modern Prometheus, and last week's Sins of the Father. This guest stars Jasper Britton as Willie Kingsley. I don't really know too much about this guy. Also stars Anita Dobson as Molly Kingsley. Molly. Don't know too much about her either. Yeah. She's the wife of Brian May in Queen. That is very interesting indeed. Yeah. Wait, yeah. That is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That wow. is true. Is this young Molly or old Molly? This is old Molly. Mm-hmm. Older Molly. This also guest stars Ed Bishop as Ed Banner. I didn't even change his name. Didn't even change it. Didn't uh, even bother. He was in the 1974 UFO series, which was like, a, I don't know. It's kind of cult classic. Uh, he was also in The Saint. Uh, he was in uh, a 1972 comedy called Whoops Apocalypse as a character named Jay Garrick. What? I know all sorts of things were Weird. firing off in my head. And the IMDb reads for that, a lighthearted look at the final week before Doomsday, American President Johnny Cyclops is trying to run a re-election campaign while dealing arms, uh, dealing with the Russians, uh, a deposed Shah need, needing to be hidden, and a new weapon called a cork bomb. Meanwhile... Lacrobat, the um, infamous sorry. terrorist, has stolen one of the quark bombs and is trying to get it into the Middle East. Stopping Lacrobat, getting the shot of safety, placating the Russians, and winning the election will, will require a brilliantly planned and perfectly executed strategy on the part of President Cyclops. This is wow. ins- this is insane. Yeah, I'm very curious what, about what, what this on earth film is this? Yeah, Lark it sounds Bat? kind of amazing. Finally, this episode also guest stars Alexis Denisoff as Steven Banner. He plays the other in the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy films. He's also been Grim, How I Met Your other- Mother, and tons of like Angel. Uh, that was his big like show. Angel. Huh. It's in 101 episodes of as Wesley Wyndham Price. I never watched any of those shows. And hell, me, the, me neither. 
Yeah. Mm. Womp, womp. Or Buffy. Since you mentioned it, Keith, people don't normally write two episodes back to back, but it kind of doesn't feel like he wrote two episodes. It kind of feels like he wrote one episode twice. <laughs> and I guess that's what we're about to talk about here. Yeah. So the episode description from IMDb reads, Duncan is torn when the wife of one friend is killed by another friend. <laughs> Not really, but go- yeah. All right. Ho happens to be the son of a foreign diplomat. Ho? Ho. That's what it says. Ho. That's... What instead it, of who? Instead of who. Ho happens to, I don't know. It's what it says. Maybe it's Ho. Ho happens to be the son of a foreign diplomat and beyond the reach of law. Beyond the reach of law. That's right. All right. Ready to get into it? Yeah. yeah. So we're in London in 1969 at the Coal Club. With some weird kind of like Beatles-y sounding music. Like, they're like how close can we get to the Beatles without having a problem? Yep. Very Austin Powersy. When I kiss you, I get a thrill I can't describe. Ooh. Mm. It's mm. called the Coal Club because right. Richard Martin's son is named Cole. Yeah, that was interesting. He said he always told the arts department to name everything Cole he could. So they decide to drink and drive. They're like, literally guzzling champagne while driving. I like when they come out of the hotel and get in their car. They are laughing the entire time. They're like, yeah. ha, 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 And they just keep, it's like, imagine doing that for real. Like going from one place to another laughing enjoying your life mm-hmm. yeah. what a what a, what a surprise what a crazy thing for one to do but the the valet his head looks like a beehive the valet is like whoa yeah. send your wife my regards that's right he shakes his head when they drive away he knows the yeah. skinny so there yeah drinking and driving and then a man walks out from out of nowhere and gets splattered by this car so out of nowhere seems like a stretch because everyone's like you came out of nowhere but it's like there's no t- the tree line is like 15 feet back from the road. There's a lot so of like, open spaces. So there's really nowhere for this guy to be like hiding or emerge from. But he's like, "Oh, he just appeared." It's right. like, "Yeah, well, when people walk slowly across the street, they they come from somewhere." And they've also been drinking a lot and canoodling and all that sort of they've stuff. They've been canoodling, haven't they? That's yeah. He does get kissed on the cheek and like loses it. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss my cheek, darling. And she kisses him. He's like, oh, ooh. So then an, a woman appears out of nowhere carrying a picnic basket and starts freaking out. And yells, hey, boo-boo. Hey, boo-boo, you killed my picnic basket. Yeah, she starts screaming like, you killed my husband. And he's like, oh, uh, he came out of nowhere. And then she's like, oh, we have kids. Like, what will we do? Blah, They'll be blah, blah. begging in the street yeah. for food. Yeah. Really laying it on thick. Yeah, like, you have so much and we have nothing. So he decides he's going to try to bribe her. So the police don't get involved. She's not happy with the first quantity she gets. Yeah. She's like, add a zero onto that. That's a lot of money. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Like, that uh, is just add one zero, though. So, like, the difference between $10,000 and $100,000? Yeah. Like, I wonder, I wish I knew the amount. <laughs> like, if she said add a couple zeros, right. I might be like, uh, but I guess this is the 60s or whatever. Well, it all depends on what that initial offer is. That's true. I bet she got $100,000. If you think it was zero, he wrote a check for zero. She yeah. Was like, add a couple <laughs> add more one zero. more zero. Yeah. Add infinite zeros to that. Ooh, now we're talking. So, this guy drives off and then. This guy wakes up, Willie. He's actually immortal. But, like, the shot they show when they wake up, like, there's a house behind them. And, like, you can see the car maybe stopped in the background. I'm like, they see this, right? Yeah. He's very not dead. Also, like, he never checks to see if the guy is actually dead. That's true, I guess. Like, you could survive this. <laughs> this is survival bowl. It's not like he, like, squashed his head like a melon. So then they talk about doing this just again right away. They're like, oh, there's a couple streets over. There's some, like, nice places. Let's go there. So this is, like, a grift that they run mm-hmm. of some kind. And that's the cold open. Yeah. 
And they're like, oh, let's go on a vacation. Then they're at the U.S. consulate in Paris. We and meet. And it's more Mac Max friends. friends. Yeah. General Edward Banner. Oh, the consular general. Yeah. And, Mac and he's got this tie on, the Chuck E. Cheese tie. He's, yeah. he's wearing a tie that literally just looks like a parrot eating a watermelon. It's hideous. Hideous. It's very gross. He asks a question just like in the last episode, written by the same guy. George is like, do you think it's the good deeds that like define a life or whatever? This guy opens the episode with, is the life I'm living like worth the way I'm living it or whatever it is? It's like, okay. Like, it seems like this guy's style of writing is like, ask a question up front. And what Mac is wearing. Oh, my God. Oh, Mac yeah. With like, this giant collar and these hideous sunglasses. It's terrible. It's so bad. I was so revolted. So, yeah, so this guy's happy to talk to Mac because he's, like, a non-diplomat guy. Doesn't right. have to be, like, on or whatever. And then we cut later. Mac's, like, walking. I'm like, did he walk there? Walk there? He doesn't have his green machine? Also, like, why he's is Mac trans. at this party? Is he just the general he's visiting guest his friend or whatever? His friend, the diplomat. So then what's he find when he's walking, Eamon? Uh, so he hears somebody shrieking out about their dead husband, and it turns out to be Molly. Yes, so she is a older, wiser-looking Molly. A driver who is Richard Martin. Yes, <laughs> has a look, a look of horror upon his face. Yeah, and, and Max just like you could go. I'll handle this. Yeah. Oh, look, he's not dead. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I did think this was kind of funny. Like when this she picks funny. him up, put him down. He's dead or whatever. That's pretty good. There's like a very slapsticky vibe to this in an episode that's about to get very serious. Yeah, this episode could and maybe should be more Stone of Scoon than what it is, but uh, it starts off that way. Yep. Or this is very much like uh, what's his name too? Uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. No, the the immortal Tremoli. There we go. Oh yeah, yeah. that one gets real dark. Yeah. But that, like, has a goofier element, like, similar to this. Like, how yeah. does somebody, like, exploit their little, their gift here? But so Willie, they know each other. Yeah. Mac knows Willie, and he's pissed. Willie's pissed off that Mac exposed their griff. So we got to London, 1836. Mac's got a top hat and some hilarious mutton chops. Meanwhile, Millie, Willie, is about to uh, enter himself into a duel. And Mac's, like, all up in his business. He's like, this better be, like, the last duel of the day. Like, he does not want Willie to fight this mortal at all. He's like, you have an advantage. Like, so if you kill him, like, I'll fucking kill you. It's like, Jesus, Mac. Relax. But Willie's like, I'm not going to kill him. I'm intending to lose. Right. But then he threatens him right back and is like, and by the way, like, you should stay out of my fucking business. Mm -hmm. I would say it right now. Willie is a piece of shit. Fuck Willie. Yeah, he's not great here in, in this flashback. He's a thief for sure like i don't know they like kind of play him like he's some harmless rascal and one he is not and two him threatening mac for being like don't murder this like kind of innocent person not a good look i am not impressed with this character from jump i like the actor i thought he was like pretty charismatic I feel like they were, like, trying to do, like, a Bobo Hugh mm. a little bit with this character. Like, he even kind of looks like Roger Daltrey. Yeah. yeah. He has the curly hair. and He's, like, a fast talker. Yeah. 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 No, he's Daltrey-esque. Yeah. So he ends up losing this fight. Yeah, so he first shoots, he, he shoots, like, the attendant's hat off, which seems very dangerous. I was like, was that an accident? Or yeah. was that, like, on purpose? I don't know. He just blows the guy's head off. <laughs> yeah. And Duncan's like, well, it wasn't the guy I was talking about, so it's okay. Uh, and he's like, this veil of life has ended... I kind of like that. Funny. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was funny. It, was it funny. makes a real like big a deal of his death. And the guy's like, this was the bravest man I've ever fought. <laughs> And Duncan's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. Also, Duncan, as they're doing the duel, he's like, Duncan's like, come on, come on. Mm -hmm. Let's, like, wrap it up. It's pretty funny. Yep. I shall have satisfaction. Oh, yeah, and the guy's voice <laughs> is ridiculous. Yeah. What a brave man. So we find out when this, uh, when Willie wakes up, why this guy wanted to fight him in a duel. Willie stole $100,000. 
pounds yeah, from correct. him. That's a lot of money. Especially back then. That's an absurd amount of money back then. Yeah, so these guys owned a trading company together, and I guess Willie kept the books and was keeping a little on the side for himself. And now Willie's going to flee to America with the money. Yep. And McLeod's like, you are an asshole. Right. And Willie's like, it's a good thing we're friends, though, right? And it's a little ominous music there, which is good. Hey, Rewatchers. If you haven't already, you should make sure you could you check out the Highlander Rewatched Patreon page so you can keep the show that you know and love coming at you with that hard-kidding content you've come to crave. We would love to uh, give a quick shout-out to a couple more of our illustrious patrons. They include Clayton B. and friend of the show, David G. David G. And let's not forget other friend of the show, the dueling David, David P. And EMAP, Emma P. Emma P. We appreciate you guys so much. Without you, the lights would be off. We'd be sitting in the dark, probably with no clothes on, doing things that I have to imagine are unspeakable. That's true. So we I shan't speak, speak of them, them here. But we love you all platonically, of course. Platonically. The most platonically. Plato. And, and uh, it's never too late to join. You can get all kinds of cool perks like magnets, original artwork, and these shout outs on this very show. No mount is too little or too high. Yes, certainly no amount is too high. Thank you so much for all your kind support. If you're not a member, join today. So, we cut back to the present on Duncan's barge. They're having like a nice drink out on the barge, and that's because it was really hot in the barge. So they're having a little drinky drink. And I guess we find out how they met. So Willie and Molly met uh, in the 60s when she stole his wallet. Uh, so it was like love at first theft or whatever. Uh, but Willie gets all the details wrong about the right. meeting, which is funny. Willie borrows money from Mac for no reason. Well, he wants to stay on the barge. He's yeah. like, oh, you, get, you should give me some money. And Mac's like, I don't think so. He's like, well, we can just stay here. That'll be fine. And Mac's like, here's my checkbook. Like, yeah, get the go. fuck out. Also, he says the following line, which I'm surprised was not our opening line for this episode, which is still addicted to those bangers in the morning mm. delicious talking bangers about, right. sausages yep that's right a banger in the, the mouth it's hard to get a good banger in the mouth in paris we call them sausages in the mouth boing so now we cut to the ambassador's consulate or whatever right yes or is this another house now, actually i think this is another house this well, is they, this woman's house they pull up to the back i think this is i don't know what house this is but <laughs> they're sneaking into it oh yeah so the, the general here has some hanky-panky going on. Mm-hmm. And there's a mysterious figure trying to look and see what he's doing. Right. And then he steals his car. I do want to mention something about the dialogue here. When they go into this house, he points out, like, the vines. This reminds me of my vines. Right. It's yeah. like, the vines remind me of your vines. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, what, good, good, interesting chat. Oh, that tree reminds me of yeah. the tree in front of my house. It's a tree. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? I should, well, I mean, her response was just, I'm wet. So. <laughs> Like, this is his flirting. Yeah. Talk vines to me, baby. <laughs> yeah, like, what is this? Vines. That R.I.P. reminds me of red vines, the candy. Mm. Yes. I'm more of no. a Twizzler house myself. After he steals the car, he just takes some 
Coke out of his pocket. He's immediately like, give me that Coke, baby. Yep, right away. And puts it on his, like, steering arms. <laughs> yeah. Not safe driving practices at all. So we cut. We're on the street. And Willie and his girlfriend, I guess, see, like, an accident almost happen down the block. Mm-hmm. And they weren't out to, you know, create a whole scene. But they're like, hold on. This could be, like, our mark here. Yeah. Uh, let's do it again. So they argue about doing it or not. And they decide they're going to make a play. And so this coked out guy, who it turns out his name is... Steven? Steven. Steven. Uh, who is the... Really boring names in this episode. <laughs> Not in the next one. They're real good in the next one. Oh, they're amazing uh, in the next one. <laughs> It's the it's the ambassador's son or yes. excuse me he's not an ambassador yet is it he's the that blew he's my the mind general, when they reveal that general consulate consulate general, general. wow yeah. cool stakes are low so Willie hops out in front of the car and gets splattered Do you have lots yeah. of important State Department staff in every country mm-hmm. and they're not all the ambassador ambassadore. That's right. Molly runs out and starts freaking out, and Steven is just like, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to kill this bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there is a pile of rocks, and there is one rock that is lighter in color, and when he picks it up, you can see it squeeze a little bit, because <laughs> it's clearly made of foam, and then he bashes her right in the fucking melon with it. Yep. This is gruesome there's blood all over her head and shit and she's of course like doing her same thing like oh you have so much money and we have no money but yeah it's her saying the police are gonna have to get involved is the thing that really turns this sideways i guess yes this is grim but he like just looks around like oh well there's no one here i guess yeah which is weird because i feel like there were just people on the street a minute ago but and then willie is very sad that she's dead and (laughs) understandably so (laughs) that's funny i have that in my note too Willie is sad. Like, <laughs> well, this wasn't a grift. This is like a real thing yeah. in his life. So we got back to the barge. Willie is like, I can't call the cops or whatever because of the shit they were doing or whatever. And he also thinks like the cops won't care at all about this situation. He's like, it's not even worth it. Um, it's a murder. <laughs> it's a it's a murder. They're gonna yeah. want to investigate. So. Willie wants to, like, hunt this dude down, and Mac is like, let's do it, like, my way first. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although I have some questions. Like, where is Molly right now? Like, where's her corpse? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, do we just cut from dead corpse to, like, on the barge? I'm like, anything happen in between? I don't know. They threw her out like garbage. Yeah. Yeah, This question is never answered either. Yeah. Nope. Not at all. What is the We can't go to the cops, Mac. I already stuffed her body down the sewer. (laughs) So now we cut to the police station, and it turns out Willie was right. The cops don't care. (laughs) Because, yeah, all they give him, and they get, like, I guess they find out info. Like, he gives him the plate id he has got a partial plate id he gave it to the cops and the cops give him the cops don't have open an investigation they just give him like info like oh that's the u.s ambassador uh, ambassador's car or whatever like it belongs to they the say US, like the embassy owns them or something like that right yeah like plates that begin with certain digits like those are diplomatic yeah. plates in some way but that so that's mean their next clue. that doesn't mean they're not investigating i, I guess not i guess maybe they would have just said that Huh. The Mac's like, I have a friend in the embassy. So they go to meet Edward. That's right. And here's then they have another discussion that perhaps should be uh, part of the episode more and isn't. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, you're so good, Mac. You're like such a good guy. But maybe if I was like raised to be a chieftain right. instead of being raised by like 
on some docks by two bit criminals, like maybe it'd be different. Mm-hmm. And will like Mac insinuates that like the criminal life is uh, what killed Molly, and that's kind of Duncan's point. He's like, you know, well, you're ruining people's lives in this process too. So yeah, I yeah. agree with that part. That like they think they're innocent by stealing money from rich people or something. And Max, like, you can't be so sure of everybody you're taking money from or what that money was for or anything like that. Like, you've probably ruined some people's lives. Yes. Sure. Also, side note, do we think that her performance is convincing that this doesn't look like a scam in some way? Oh, no. It's so comical. I think think part of it is for comedy that they do it, like, they present it the way it is. But, of course, this doesn't stay comedic. Like, I thought it was comedic the first time. But then when she's, like, very clearly about to get her, like, brains bashed in, it's like, it stops being funny that she's wailing about how little money they have. Which, again, no one would do in that circumstance. So they go to see Edward, who's even less sympathetic than anyone else. And he lives in a jungle. How about all the plants he has? Oh, God, his office is insane. He's like, can you just look up this car number? And he's like, I don't need to. It's my car. And Willie just freaks freaks out. out. Like, what does he know when he identifies the car? Does he know why they're asking? at this point that was not clear oh edward no because oh yeah i don't know because if you're willie like hang on a second if he was involved in this and he knows why you're looking for the answer he's not going to admit that it's his car so why are you freaking out like Hmm. give him a second to explain like what's your theory yeah there should be more explanation they and they never do explain it like max like chill out and then but then edward never says anything Yeah, but also Willie never calms down to let him explain. Yeah. He starts trying to physically attack him, and it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, he just copped to this that he didn't have to. He's the only source of information here. Right. He could just say, oh, I don't know. And frankly, I'm surprised that's not what he says. Like, he admits that it's his car. And he never says, I didn't do it, or anything like that. He's just like, my schedule's none of your business. (laughs) Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't paint himself too well when he's just like, no, "No, I'm not going to, I'm not telling you anything anymore. Like, it's like, all right, like, we could have talked this out. I don't know. I think, I think he doesn't really communicate too well. So the goons drag Duncan and Willie out. And I like that we call the, the, uh, U.S. consulate people goons. (laughs) Yeah, like States Department (laughs) security. So now we're outside after Willie's been dragged out. And they somehow have access to the car. Like, they don't drag him that far out. Man, they just like let him wander around the grounds. Like, uh, it's like, oh, let me just check out the garage here. Oh, the car. And they it's been find the car. fixed. And Duncan's like, this has been hammered out recently. Which, okay, whatever. Right. By the way, uh, so they got a partial plate. Did anyone catch what the license plate reads? No. 3CC275. What was partial? Like, what did they get? That was the clue. This is such a nondescript license plate. Yeah, I don't know. It's like very few digits. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, is the three mean it's a a consulate car? I don't know. So Willie's basically like, this guy did it. I'm going to fucking kill him. And Mac's like, hey, you need to calm down and I'll still handle this. He talks to Mac and this guy now admits that he was having an affair and that's why he doesn't want to talk about it. Right. Mac's like, no one's accusing anyone here. It's like 100%. That guy guy 100% (laughs) literally accused you a minute ago. But like, this is why I don't like this Edward character is it's like he doesn't want a scandal because he might get the ambassadorship. So I'm like, somebody is dead (laughs) using your car, and you're worried about your promotion. Yeah, too bad, fucker. Like, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it kind of is that. But there's more to it as well, well, Mm. as we spoiled, but it's his son. So he has a mistress, and he doesn't want anything to happen in three days until he gets his ambassadorship. And then refuses to answer Max's follow-up questions, which is also not suspicious at all. (laughs) What are you you hiding from me? And he's like, "Mm." (laughs) and he walks away. (laughs) 
Well, what he's hiding is that he knows that his son, Steve, almost certainly is the one who took the car. Right. So we cut back to Edward's office, and he calls his son in. And he's like, oh, I can't find the key to the spare key to the Mercedes or whatever. And then his son's like, every time you blame me for, like, the house burns down, the blah, 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 like, everything that's gone wrong. Oh, it's all my fault, right, Dad? You used it to visit your whore, Yikes. he says. Yikes. Yowza. Everybody knows except Mom, who isn't a character in this Yeah, episode. it's weird that the mom <laughs> isn't a character, but whatever. And Edward's like, did you kill someone? Jeez. She's like, no. You'd love that if your son was a cold-blooded murderer. Did you take a rock and bash her skull in? Good God. <laughs> but then he ends this by basically admitting it and being like, well, thanks to you, Daddy, I have diplomatic immunity. All right. So meanwhile, Willie decides to pretend to be a plumber <sighs> and fake that there is a... <sighs> A plumbing leak in the embassy that he needs to come fix, which he then uses to go on a wrenching spree. When he hits the guy in the booth with the wrench, he yeah. like overacts that impact. I laughed to out the loud. hilt. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure he's now a murderer. Yeah. Because <laughs> he is bashing innocent people's heads in with a wrench, a giant wrench. And this is like a cartoon wrench. This yes. wrench is so big. Like, <laughs> So then he goes into the embassy and he meets like the butler guy. And he hits the butler. He hits that guy too. So I want to talk about this. So he then busts into Edward's office. Edward is on the phone with Mac like, oh, I, I guess I will look out for this guy. Yeah. What? <laughs> this fucking Willie dude was like, I'm going to go fucking murder some people. Then he leaves. He probably, he steals a van, probably assaulted the plumber, gets changed, drives to the embassy, assaults another guy, assaults the butler. Then, like, and then Mac decided to call his friend? Yeah, yeah, How long did Mac <laughs> wait to be like, I'm, I like need to warn you about someone trying to murder you? Yeah, about Big Willie style. <sighs> Maybe he had to take a dump. Maybe. He's like, you got it all wrong, Mr. Kingsley. You got the wrong guy. But then security comes in and shoots Willie before he can take vengeance. Meanwhile, I just want to point out, Edward's suit is a 90s abomination. <laughs> it's like enormous. So then later in the consulate, Mac is there waiting and little Stevie walks through the hall trying to avoid Mac. He's now not dressed as a like corporate douchebag. He looks like a nebbish like high Dennis school Dennis the nerd. Menace yeah, or something? Yeah. He's got like, like this from plaid Happy shirt on. He's got like his, he's like clutching books. I'm like, is yeah. this he's a got, new like, character? like a book satchel. Yeah. <laughs> like, is he? I don't know. He's, he's supposed to be 24. My favorite TV show. Oh. He looks 35. <laughs> so Max got lots of questions, but little Stevie says his dad is going to send him home to avoid stress and all this stuff. The dad then kind of gives up his son to Max. And explains to him what the deal is. Meanwhile, Mac's like, we kind of got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, Mac tells Edward, he's like, you know, I think your son looks really strung out. I was like, what? Like, I did not think in that last scene he looks strung out at all. In a later scene, he looks like in a mess. He looks like garbage. But in this one, I was just he like, he's weird in that scene. Just, I don't know if that's strung, like, is what I would describe as strung out. When he, he said that, I was skittish. like surprised. Yeah, he's yeah. like squirrely. But maybe because he just murdered somebody. He's trying to like, you know, skedaddle. So Willie goes from, like, you know, two-bit con man to assassin with a high-powered rifle. Yes. And so Edward and Mac are, what, walking outside in the garden again? Yeah. And Mac gets the buzz. Mm -hmm. Edward's making all these excuses for his son. Who's an adult? Right, he's like, it's it's been really hard traveling and stuff. Like, it's uh, like, yeah. So he has it been that, a murderer. Has it been that hard? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Like, 
I don't know. Yeah. How many murders hard has it been? But yes, uh, Willie has a sniper rifle and fucking blows Edward away. Yep. Yeah, GG. Also, Edward. I mean, he does it from what seems to be, what, a little, like a garage roof, like some yeah. one-story little roof. Like, But just yesterday, he had to steal a van. Like, he got into this place through all these this complicated mechanisms. And in this, he just climbs up the wall and shoots the guy. And he, has, yeah. he waits, like, five minutes. Right. It's <laughs> like, no big deal. Yeah, this just all seemed very easy. Yeah. It wasn't, like, a stakeout or, like... Also, how long after the shooting is this? This is a day later, right? I guess so. So he, like, escaped from the morgue or whatever and then got all this equipment in, like, a day. Yep. And he's like, Duncan, please look out for my son, who's a murderer. Yep. <laughs> so how does diplomatic immunity work? Like, I was looking some of this up online, and it seems like in varying degrees, for varying reasons, this works. But, like, this fucking cat killing this woman? Like, there's no guarantee he's getting diplomatic immunity for that. I mean, right. it becomes, like, a whole long legal process. Yeah. And, like, I'm pretty sure the United States has the ability to waive this That's the thing. Right, diplomatic immunity, which if he murdered someone, he they they might. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of different layers to the thing. Right, because they also the father cites that like, oh yeah, he took my car earlier to buy drugs mm-hmm. because he knows the car is not going to get searched because it's a diplomat's car. Slash, I guess he has diplomatic immunity. Like, I don't know. Like they'd search the car if it was reported stolen. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. And also, like, I mean, well, granted, he was on. I actually, I do have a problem with this episode in the sense that they have made both these drivers impaired. Like, I think that does a disservice. Like, if, what's his name, Steven? Like, if he was thinking clearly, like, he also has diplomatic immunity from killing that guy. (laughs) The first, like, from killing Willie. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, let me solve this by murdering the other person. It's like, you didn't need to do that. Like, if you're convinced that you could kill her because you have diplomatic immunity, then you must have diplomatic immunity for accidentally killing someone that ran out into the street. Also, that, like, is such a better look. Like, yeah, like that's an accident, not bashing someone their head in or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point i don't get it but yeah i don't know the diplomatic community thing he's all like drugged out i think that's the point well that's i think that's my other problem with this is that like because these people are like are on drugs like i feel less sympathetic to the drivers in this scenario which is i don't know why that i don't know if that was intentional to make this slightly more gray like both of these drivers could have easily killed a regular person right without like this plot without this plot like the only like He's taking a risk, like, he just kind of lucks out, and he happens to hit these people that, like, have very good reasons not to want to get caught, I guess, because they're impaired. I don't know if that's the reason why they do it, that they have a motivation to not want to get caught or in trouble, but I feel like you'd have, you could write this with the same motivation, like, oh, I shouldn't have hit you, like, yeah. so the police are going to investigate, and maybe they'll say you, this was, like, manslaughter, you're being reckless, like, by not watching mm-hmm. the road, I don't know. I just, I don't like, I don't think I like that the drugs are part of this. I think it's muddies the waters. I don't know. I mean, this whole thing is so convoluted that like lots of elements of it are pretty odd. <sighs> Back in the barge. Back in the barge, Mac makes a massive unforced error here. <laughs> Mac is obviously very upset with Willie for killing Edward, but for reasons that fuck up the rest of this episode, he admits that to Willie that Edward is not the one who killed his wife. Right. He's like, Edward was the driver of the car. <laughs> right. It was the son, Stephen. To maybe voice this theory, like, earlier. I guess don't, he didn't have the chance. Don't yeah. voice it. Why? Oh, you're saying just let him think he killed the right person? Well, like, unless your plan is to punish Willie. Like, unless you are going to take Willie out. Why give Willie the opportunity to lose his vengeance on another person? 
Unless you also think that Willie should do something to Steven. Right. You have to, like, it almost seems like Mac gets upset, and that's why he says it. I think that's what it is, yeah, but that it's he's, like, like, mad about the whole thing. Yeah, which, like, I get it, but now you've just put Steven in the, this guy who you're supposed to protect, quote-unquote. Right. You just put him straight in the fucking crosshairs. That's true. I think that's, like, a Mac honor thing, or whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't make much sense. Yeah. No, I, I a, do agree a, that, I think he just seemed mad. Yeah, but I think that's how they try to play it. Mm. It's that, like, he's trying to get Steve to, Steven to see the error of his ways, and, like, he just, like, snaps, and is like, you killed the wrong man! So, after this, uh, Willie storms off. Oh, and he mentions, like, oh, well, we both have codes or whatever, and it's like, all right. Uh, again, is this part of the episode? Not really. Yeah. yeah. This the, should be more of the episode. And then this line also happens, where he's, like, he's saying, like, he's going to do something to Steven. He's like, his father is dead, like isn't that good enough that like his pa- family has paid this price? And he's like, no. And I had to play this back three times. Cause Max response is when he says, no, it's not good enough. He's like, he goes, Oh, it has to be mate. <laughs> it has, to, mate, yeah. it has mate. to be. I was like, what is this version of Mac? So then Mac gets his sword out of the trunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part of me did, I felt like a little weird about this just because like in the last episode, Mac's allegedly very good friend who Mac thinks is kind and generous and has built libraries and hospitals or whatever the fuck he did with that money. Is blown up. Is blown up. <laughs> is blown up, up by and, a woman who he thinks is an agent of the Russian mob at right, the time. And who is chasing his innocent son down. And he's like, yeah. you know what? I better bring a stick because <laughs> this shit is like uh, enough of the violence. And then this goofball, like he's like, you know, what? I'm going to cut this motherfucker's head Mac off. Mac breaks his code to protect a... Drug addict murderer. Right. Yeah. It's just this just feels weird to against like, a guy who is actually his friend. Yeah. Right. Not like the ra- random Alex Raven person. Yeah. Right. Who just has good eyebrows. This makes no sense. I'd be fine with him opening the chest, looking at the sword, oh, and I, closing I first, it again. Like, I I was again into it where to keep he's keep on being confronted. Like, is this when I'm forced to take up the sword again? It's, and I like the idea that he keep, would keep on saying no. Yeah. But this time he's like, yeah, I'll do it. It's like it cheapens it so much because like you'd want that to be a big moment. Like also that should I mean they could make a big moment out of that. Like oh finally he's got his fucking sword back. Like waiting all season for this. Nah. Nope. Yeah. So no, it's like, let me just kill it's this ruined. nerd, yeah. Willie. So Steve is is reaching for his stuff back at the consulate. And Max like, oh allergies. <laughs> He looks like hot garbage. Also, Max why just is Max allowed here? him. Why is <laughs> like, he yeah. here? Like this is the set. Just like last episode, somebody gets murdered. I'll just be in their house right afterwards. Like, like did he sneak in? Did they let him in? Yeah. Like I don't know. What business does he have here? They'd have to like. This is like a government facility. Yeah. And he brings a sword into it. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Amazing. Don't worry, it's not like he'll have a sword fight in, on the ground. On the ground that no one notices. Yeah. <laughs> None of the guards notice. They're this is supposed to be out. like a secure facility. Oh, All right, so he gives Steve this entire speech about, like, what's her name, right? About Molly and how she loved dark ale. <laughs> like, it's like, how do you know any of this? I mean, I guess maybe Willie told you after I she I guess they're bit supposed it. to be friends and they hung out that night. Yeah. And chocolates. They could have written a better, like... <laughs> A less generic sounding thing. (laughs) She liked drinking and eating. (laughs) This is like a badly written Tinder profile where it's like, I enjoy spending time with my friends and laughing. (laughs) Oh, really? Those are the things you enjoy? Wow. I just thought you'd like to know her name. Oh, also, Mac is like, I don't know. He's like, oh, you didn't mean to kill her. You got scared. I don't know. Part of me is just like, why is Mac giving him all this like sympathy? But 
whatever. This so guy it's like is a 101. You make someone yeah. feel like it's a safe space in which to admit <laughs> their wrongdoings. So we have a sword fight. Uh, yeah. So Mac and Willie get into it. I actually kind of like the sword fight. I think this is pretty good. And Mac keeps on like jamming his hilt into this guy's throat. <laughs> yeah, and also more like kung fu moves in this, like hand to hand stuff, like incorporated with the swords, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, and the disarm move is fucking rad as it shit. It is. It's very cool. Yeah. Tell us about it. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. Yeah. See if we could put a gif up of it. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to describe it. But, but he like kind of flips the sword around. He, he does like a thing with his hand. Like he hits something and it, he gets disarms him. It's great. Mm-hmm. Watch the episode for that. And so he's uh, like, I'll kill you if anything happens to Steve. But says like, you have to promise to let this guy go. Yep. And the guy does. And then it's like, okay, well, we can be friends again now. Right. And Max just like, fuck you. We're done. Yep. Which why was he friends with this guy to begin with? It is an odd friendship. Makes no sense. So far as I can tell, it seems like Max should hate this guy. We don't witness any positive interactions between them, really. Our first interact, the first interaction we know that they had was like Mac threatening to kill this guy if he murders an innocent man. <laughs> As part of, like, a fake duel. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I never was invested in this. There was no reason to buy into this relationship to begin with. Well, they, yeah, they don't really give you anything. Like, other episodes, they show, like, how they became friends or, right. like, that they have a rapport or something. Max is kind of like, yeah, fuck you. I don't like that you're doing this. You're a thief. Yeah. And, like, it's weird. I'd almost appreciate, like, Which seeing Mac and from. this guy run a scam way right. in the past. And, like, because we've seen that, like, with maybe Amanda or something like that. Like, then Mac in the future is like, nah, I'm done with that. Like, I've grown up. Yeah, I don't know. We don't get any of it. No, it makes no sense. Yeah, weird. Also, just as a good barometer on this, Mythos has killed 10,000 people, and this guy is a thief. <laughs> like, And, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, not the greatest guy, but, like, uh, you know. And he did just assassinate a diplomat. That so. is true. Yeah, but it's a weird... It's just always a weird thing that, barometer. like, how yeah. that, like... And I get that the show needs to let that one go to have the character around, but, like... It is weird that, like, Mac is forgiven or whatever, Mythos, for some pretty bad stuff, including raping his good buddy and witch. Who he's also had sex with. Yes, he has. Uh, Anyway. Then we're at the embassy for the denouement, and Mac is there with Steve telling himself to turn himself in. Did I say telling himself to turn himself? Whatever. Mac is there with Steve. to turn himself. That's right. Uh, And Steve's just like, you're not my dad. You can't (laughs) tell me what to do. Max, like, how much coke will it take for you to bury your father? Mm-hmm. This is about redemption. Yeah. And so he's like, eh. So, and then a ghost closes the door when Mac leaves. Yeah. <laughs> so I would... The I ghost would, like, of Edward. He is very much... It's unclear, I guess, how they leave this. But Mac is basically trying to convince him to turn himself in. And being like, I'll be there to help you with, like, lawyers and yep. shit. But there is some notion that if he pays for his crimes... Ostensibly, like it's even called that. Like, if you go to prison for having committed this crime, you'll be set free. There will be like redemption. And all I'm going to say is, a lot of things go on in prisons, particularly in the American prison system. And I am very confident that one of those things is not redemption. <laughs> I just mean like, I don't know what Max's goal is, but let me just push back as strongly as I possibly fucking can. On the notion that incarceration in America is a form of redemption. Because it is not. And people who go through it are more likely to commit crimes in the future than if they had not. So, just leaving that there, Mac. Like, I don't feel like Mac has ever seen the inside of a jail cell. (laughs) It's not some meditative place where his soul can commit penance for what happened. Like, you know, what's happened here. Right. End of rant. Max been in jail, right? Yeah, uh, that Coltec episode. He hung yeah. out in jail. Yeah, Coltec. With the riffraff. 
With the riff raff. Yep. That's, that's it. it. That's not to say this guy doesn't deserve to to pay the price, but the side benefit of that price is not redemption. Like it's a punishment. Mm. He deserves to be punished. Punishment. So that's it. Nebulous ending. Ghost door. Literally, the door just slams shut as Mac leaves. It's insane. Oh, Magic door we, powers. Should we uh, play a game before we talk more about this? Let's do it. All right, so we are going to play a game of three and five. Uh, I'm going to ask Keith and Kyle questions about two of the themes in this episode, Britain and Lethal Weapon. I'm sorry, what? What is the hook of this game? <laughs> there are questions about Britain and Lethal Weapon. The con- like the the nation of Britain. Yeah, but more more like pop culture. And the movie Lethal Weapon. The Lethal Weapon series of movies. Wow. Dude, I can't remember I'm not going to do well at this. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw that. Uh, it, I made it. It's actually, just, uh, uh, it's actually just about yeah. lethal weapons. It's just about like... Lethal, yeah, like a sword, sword or like a my hammer. Steely gla- yeah. gaze. I just said gaze. Yeah. Steely gaze. It is a lethal weapon. Steely, Steely gaze. Dan. Nope. That's Keith's favorite dildo. So you'll have five seconds to name me three of these items. So I'll start with you, Kyle. Can you name me three... Mel Gibson movies, no sequels. Uh, Braveheart, Dragon, no, uh, Lethal Weapon, and uh, uh, Apocalypto. Yep, I'll give it to you. So that's what four points. Yes, Keith, can you name me three Beatles songs? Um, six, seven days a week, eight days a week. Shit, uh, I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, won't you drive my drive my car? I'll give it to you. She loves you. Oh, she loves you. I'll give it to you. Four points. All right. Kyle. Yes. Can you name me three Danny Glover movies? No sequels. Oh, God. Lethal Weapon. Angels in the Outfield. Uh, I'm struggling on the third one, though. I'm really dying here. I'm out. All right. Two. That's okay. Two points. Color Purple. Uh, oh, that's a good one. What's the one he did with uh, Joe Pesci? Were they old, old gone fishing or old men's? Oh, yeah. What's that one called? Gone fishing. It is, is gone, it gone fishing. fishing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you nailed it. Yep. Keith, can you name me three Mike Myers movies, no sequels? Uh, Austin Powers, The Love Guru, Inglorious Bastards. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Inglorious Bastards. Wow. 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 I, I recently rewatched all three Austin Powers movies because I went on like a James Bond kick. How do they hold up? James Bond movies or no, Austin no, no, Austin Powers. I actually thought the first Austin Powers. First movie, Austin Powers is a good movie. I'm sure that one probably yeah. is legitimately fine. funny and yeah. having so many like references I did not get mm. when I saw it last. And the other two movies are, are such awful. dog shit. Oh, really? Wow. It's just the same jokes over and over again. And then somehow they keep on getting all these celebrity cameos. Like I guess they somehow got bigger as they got worse. But <laughs> anyway, Kyle, I love gold. Can you name me without sequels three Joe Pesci movies? Oh, God. Goodfellas, uh, uh, The Irishman, uh, Casino. There you go. Keith, can you name me three British invasion bands aside from the Beatles? Uh, The Who, The Rolling Stones, uh, Pink Floyd. There you go. Hell of a thing you did. Kyle. Maybe it's just me, but for me, the Beatles (laughs) started a sort of invasion (laughs) from Britain. Kyle, can you name me three... Chris Rock movies, no sequels. Every movie I've thought of so far has been Chris Tucker. Uh, uh, Shrek. Oh. <laughs> Is he in Shrek? He's Oh, Chris Rock. <laughs> I just Eddie Murphy. Jesus. Yikes. I'm sorry, Kyle. That is zero points. That is zero points. Yeah, your dogmas. Yep, dogma. You got the, the rap one. 
Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, what's that called? Oh, uh, CB4. Uh, yeah. Yep. CB4. That's good. It is a good one. Keith. Yes. Can you name me three revenge movies? But, um, Highlander? No. Um, uh, Star Wars? No. No? <laughs> what am I doing here, guys? What are you I'm doing gonna, here? I'm going to say that's zero points. <laughs> <laughs> like Kill Bill or... Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, I think I got stuck in a... There's those. <laughs> there's those. <laughs> I know revenge movies. There's lots of them. Uh, uh, we're fucking John up here, Wick. buddy. John, Ooh, John Wick? That's a perfect example. That is a perfect example, isn't it? Kyle. Yes. Can you name me three Jet Li movies? Jet Li movies. Uh, Lords of Wu-Tang. Uh, uh, the One... And shit, I'm out of time. Yep. Lethal points. Weapon 4! Yeah, yeah, Lethal Weapon 4. I, I didn't get there. Keith. Lord's Wu-Tang is really good, though. That is a good one. Keith, can you name me three actors in the Austin Powers franchise that aren't Mike Myers? Oh. Uh, l- uh, l- oh, shit. Uh, oh, no. No, I'm blanking. That's it. <sighs> you guys are tied. <laughs> <laughs> we deserve that bullshit. So you both I'm a win. Win. Vern Troyer. Rob Lowe. He's Rob Lowe. In, well, all oh, of yeah. them are one of them? He's in one the second yeah. one. He's second one? so bad in that, yeah, too. He's bad. Seth Green. Mimi, Mimi uh, what's her name, right? Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Mimi, uh, uh, Cece. No, no, no. No, wait, no. who's it? Uh, 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 Mindy, Mindy, Mindy Sterling. Mindy Sterling. Mindy that's Kaling, it. I almost Jesus. said. All over the place. She's We're funny. Terrible. She is funny. But there we go. There we go. That's double how you suck at three and Jeopardy. Five. Or double indemnity. What is it? Diplomatic community. <laughs> it's not double and I shook my head like I don't know. Double whatever. All right, let's talk about this. Anna, what do you what are you thinking? Uh I don't know about this one. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you do too. It's yeah, this is a season one like style. Oh, another season one or episode. Like, I don't care about any of these characters, really. Nope. Willie just kind of sucks. I don't really like him very much. He's not likable. He turns evil, like, very extreme. He always seemed a little bit bad. To yeah. Me. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm scamming people, and if you stop me, I'm gonna, like, like, I will threaten, I'm threatening you right now. Like, don't get in the way of my scams. <laughs> Edward's not sympathetic. He's a philanderer. Mm. That's He's true. an unattended father and a horrible dresser. Yeah, he is a horrible dresser. Huh. I mean, the 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 victim in this episode is Molly. Sure, right? and she's herself a scam. Yeah, artist. she's a grifter. And us, yeah, we're yeah. victimized watching it. watching it. Yeah, I did think again, having not remembered much of these episodes, I was anticipating this being an interesting spin on kind of a plot they've used in previous episodes, which is there's like immortal immunity people seem to have in this show like call the cops i can't he's an immortal like you know they'll arrest him and they'll just you know what i mean like they'll get out like the society can't punish this person so mac me i have to do it because you know what i mean because like justice can't can't reach them i thought that's what this what was what this was going to be like a spin on that and it's like well normally mac takes up arms when justice can't be served but it's an immortal this time it's immortal and like mac and this guy maybe figure out that steven did kill him but is untouchable and it's like well now how do you serve justice do you just let it go does mac do something like but it never gets to that discussion. no because we immediately get edward murdered which throws the whole thing yeah through. like willie is then just bad and there's like ceases to be an interesting moral yeah question and then mac just breaks his arc in this season over what we discussed a weird nonsensical 
slightly comedic guy. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you don't you don't do this to protect your friend's son who also turns out to be a criminal. They're all that's <laughs> but, like, this is the same episode. Yeah. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. It's like, oh, Max Friend's kid is a piece of shit who sets this stuff in motion. Like it's the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. I actually expected this episode to end with uh, some version of like Stevie overdosing, and so, like I thought, like they would go that route. Like, no, they'll right. be like justice will be served like cosmically by like he'll OD, and then like it's taking care of itself, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like that way, Willie doesn't have to kill him or something like that. Like I thought that was what they would do to like put a little bow on it. It's not great storytelling no. necessarily. It's you know did not go that way. Just kind of was left up in the air at the end, in yep. a very yeah. unsatisfying way. Because also, it's not like a Talmudic question they leave in the air, like. There's episodes like the Nazi one, um, Valkyrie, where like Mac asks, who judges me at the end? And it's like, good question. And it like ends on a very nebulous note. It's like, oh, I don't know what's coming. Like, what does this mean? This is not that. This is not some question to ponder. This is, Steve, are you going to turn yourself in? I don't know. Like, cool. And we fade out. Like, this is not a question to think about when you go to bed that night. Uh, Also, no, he's not. No. (laughs) There's no reason to think that he is going to, quote unquote, do the right thing. Also, didn't we basically have this? What's the episode where the guy's son rapes a woman and then there's like a home alone? Oh, uh, Nowhere to Run. Yeah. First season. Isn't that like this? Like a powerful person's son does a crime? Yes. He's also a diplomat, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. This is already a redo of a not great episode. Mm -hmm. In fact, a quite poor episode. Yeah. Yeah, That's not a good one. The sword fight was cool with Willie. Sword fight was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Maybe the highlight of the episode, which I rarely say. There are legitimate funny parts to this episode. Like the dual thing is funny. Mac, like uncovering Willie's plot with Richard Martin. Is funny, yeah, yeah. Especially at the top of the episode, there's some like yeah. funny bits. Like I, I do, I'll stand by the guy Willie being like, I think he's a pretty good actor. Like I like him on stage or on screen as this role. Like I think he's doing a good job. Other than like you said, Kyle, he does seem to be kind of more nefarious than we'd want out of a character like this. So it's like I'm not sure what this show's trying to do an, though. Like I don't either. But he has an edge that shows like this man is not harmless. Something about his performance and the way like he threatens Mac like a couple times in this episode. Leads me to think it's like, oh, okay, like, I bet this guy has run scams where people got hurt. Like, this isn't fun and games. Like, well, with no evidence, he murders someone in cold blood. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. it's pretty strenuous, mm-hmm. like, the evidence. Yeah. So he has a temper yeah. and he's not afraid to use it. It's like, uh, not Walter Reinhardt. Uh, was it, was the other guy, what was that guy's name? He wasn't, was he Walter as well? Who's the guy in Timeless? You guys also. We're a lot harder on him than I was. I remember that. Oh, Walter. Yeah. It was another Walter. Yeah, yeah he was yeah. Walter. But the red, like, he dressed like a devil. Devil. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I feel like there's a Dr. like Jacoby. The way, like, he's written to be perhaps lighthearted, or they play him lighthearted, but, like, could also be very evil. Like, there's something sinister. About yeah. Him. I feel like that a lot of that was in his performance in the case of Timeless, whereas here, right. I feel like there is, it is written as well. Yeah. I agree. Hey, man, how many green Range Rovers would you give it? Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. Does the Range Rover make an appearance in this episode? No. It does. It does? Oh, it, it does. It does, because uh, I didn't bring this up earlier. I had in my notes, uh, at what, what point Mac comes home and Willie is waiting for him? I think uh, this is after. Right, right, right. And I was like, how did Willie get home? Like, did yeah. he, like, hitch it all the way back? Like, I don't know. But yeah, the green Range Rover. Keith, how many partial plates are you giving this thing? I'm going to give it a two. 
Kyle, how many hit and runs would you give it? You know, I give it one hit and one run, which combines for a two. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, for the reasons we've said, this feels like a season one episode. Again, the linchpin is the exact same hook we got in the last episode. It's again, just like Mac and the adventures of his random friends. No real moral question. Mm-hmm. It just kind of happens. And there isn't a lot of nuance or subtlety. Cool sword fight. It's a dose. He's a dose. There we go. We're running strong this sixth season. Yeah, <laughs> right. some real <laughs> winners. Like, like, he got two twos in a row, basically, from most people. And what were the other first two? Uh, bad. They were bad. bad. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Not they good. were worse than I'm sure their number rating implied. So yeah. They were not wow. good. Well, join mm. us next week because we're going to be talking about season six, episode five, patient number seven. How confusing of a title is that? <laughs> Lucky number Episode slow. five, page seven. Huh? Patient but, number seven. You got a week to listen to this and drop us an iTunes review or Stitcher or on Spotify. Head on over to those apps and give us a rating. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, and visit us on Patreon so you can become part of our illustrious Patreon community this day. In summer, we'll be here soon-ish. Why don't you get a t-shirt? There you go. Show off those guns. Right. It says money now. Or wear it inside and turn the heat on. Yeah, wear it (laughs) inside. There's so many ways to wear. Yeah. Yeah. Or just buy a bunch and sleep on them. That's right. Thanks for joining us. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye-bye. Bye. So before we hop into episode four, we're going to play another round of the Highlander catalog. The ugh.